Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to Zorkcast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of Zorkcast, Michael Mason Traeger. Welcome back to Zorkcast. Today, we are going to continue our conversation about spirit and also understanding a little bit about the differences between low-cost carriers and regular airline carriers. And for that conversation, I have Eric Rosenthal and Coach Kitty with me today. So good morning, Eric. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Michael. And good morning, Catherine. Good morning. So a big thing, a big difference, which I I think a lot of people know, but I think there are a significant number of people who don't know this, is the the main difference between a low-cost carrier like Spirit and what we would call a regular major carrier like a United or a Delta. And that biggest difference, simplistically, is what happens when things go wrong with a flight. It could be a mechanical delay. It could be a weather delay. And that's something that's very, very important to keep in mind, because most of the time when somebody's buying a ticket on an airline like Spirit, they're buying that ticket because of the price. So you have to be aware of you're giving up some advantages uh, with Spirit due to that price. And that is when things go wrong. Now, of course, on all airlines, when things go right and your flight leaves on time and you get to your destination, that's fine. But, you know, you have to always be thinking, you know, how much money am I saving and what might happen if there is a mechanical delay? And on an airline like Spirit, which is a low cost carrier, if there is a problem, they basically will, you know, their obligation is to get you to your destination eventually. And that's a very, and the eventually is a very big point or refund the amount you paid for your ticket, which is often not a very good situation to be in. So I think I'll start with Eric. So what's your opinion on choosing an airline like Spirit or a low-cost carrier? So my experience with, with Spirit specifically, for a number of years, I swore by them. And I use them quite a bit. I love their option for the big front seat. It's basically first-class space with no amenities. And I always thought I was getting a really, really good deal based on what I was paying relative to what I was getting until there was a mechanical issue and I got stranded twice. And I think if I were to add up all the money that I saved over the two years that I flew them, it cost me more than that just to get home because they didn't have flights running every day. So when they canceled the last flight due to mechanical issues and their next set of flights were full, they basically told me they could get me home in about four days. That's the biggest point we have here. And I like people to understand that because basically there is no ability of an airline like 
to do what we call in the airline industry, endorse you over to another carrier or basically have a system, you know, a hub and spoke system where they can move you around the system. So, for example, if, if Delta or United has a significant mechanical problem, they will actually endorse your ticket over in many instances to another airline or move you differently through the system. So United might move you through the Chicago hub or the Houston hub. But Spirit isn't going to do anything like that. So in your instance, Eric, when your flight was canceled, what did they, what was the approach that Spirit took to what was happening? Well, uh, the first part is there's no customer service. There was no notification before I got to the airport. I showed up and I saw the long line of Spirit customers you know, waiting to check in, and I knew there was a problem right away, and there was nothing in the form of customer service. You know, after waiting about 45 minutes to speak to somebody, I was told your flight's canceled. I believe that was a Tuesday night. We can reroute you and get you home on Saturday. And I generally stay calm in these situations, and I said, okay, so Saturday's not going to work for me. What other options do I have? And she said, well, we could get you home after Saturday, but Saturday's when we can get you home. <laughs> so I said, all right, I guess I have to look for another airline or, you know, a hotel. I said, is there anything that Spirit does to assist with that? And she just looked at me blankly and said, no, that's it. You can come back on yeah. Saturday. And then I said, I'd like to cancel my ticket and give me a refund. And she gave me an 800 number to call. And, you know, I mean, I think when it comes to travel, and I'm not talking about, you know, high-end travel, when it comes to routine domestic stuff, I really look at what is the worst-case scenario. And the issue for me with Spirit and these low-cost airlines is the band can get really, really bad. And I've never seen, I'm a United guy, I've never seen United be that much more expensive but I wouldn't just spend the money to have the access to their network or Star Alliance partners where they can reroute me wherever I have to go. Yeah, no, that's all really interesting. Catherine, what have your experiences been when you've flown Spirit? Have you been fortunate enough for everything to go relatively smoothly, or what did you experience the few times you've flown Spirit? I did not have a problem, but while I was considering booking on them, many of my friends told me about their problems, and their problem was like Eric just described, they got majorly jammed. And one of the people, it wasn't something that they were flying for, you know, their relative was sick and they had to get back to work and they the flight canceled and they had to drive back to the airport, rent a car, get another flight and everything. So I know it can go really bad. And I was cognizant of that when I was going to book, but I'm booking on things that I have a lot of time flexibility with. I would never fly Spirit if uh, I had to be somewhere or had to be back for something. And actually, I booked Spirit for Zorkfest, but I gave myself two days padding for something that I have to be back for on the way back. So, and even I'm flying about a week ahead of time. So if anything like this would happen, 
I will get to the Treasure Island for Zorkfest. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a, so, I mean, basically it's, it's a really simplistic point to make to people that if you're only going to be saving $20, $30, $40 on a ticket, you really have to start to think if something goes wrong and you need to get home to work or home to your family and spirit, you know, is, you know, willing to refund your hundred dollar ticket, it might wind up costing you in that instance, you know, four, five, six hundred $600 for a walk-up fare. And one of the things that I find, you know, I find this to be a huge disadvantage of low-cost carriers in the United States. And in Europe, they pretty much so solve that problem by creating huge government regulations, which require low-cost carriers and all carriers to perform in a certain way when there is a delay. So in Europe, we have what's called EC-261, and that applies to all carriers flying within Europe. And that means if something happens like a mechanical delay, there is a specific amount of money you get. There is a specific requirement for rebooking. There's a requirement for hotel stays and everything. So when you fly an airline like EasyJet or Ryanair, you are actually protected in Europe, even though it might be thoroughly inconvenient, you have a lot of protection. But in the United States, you have none of those protections. So it's it's really important for people to understand that. So I think we've pretty much so covered this really well. But I think it's a very important to, to keep in mind. And I think Eric's example of the fact that things went well for quite a few flights and then things went very bad. And a lot of times when I see these conversations online, you know, a lot of people say, I've never had a problem. I've never had a problem. Well, that's true, you've never had a problem, but that's a small sample size and things do go wrong. And also, especially in situations with weather where operationally an airline like Spirit is not that good moving people around, you can also be stuck. So did you have any other additional thoughts, Eric, on this subject before we close off this episode? Yeah. So the I'll give you the balanced approach. So the one time that I would look at Spirit, one of my local airports, ACY, they run flights to Florida. They've got, you know, multiple destinations and they run four or five flights a day. In that situation, I might consider using them because they have the capacity to move you around. So I guess I wouldn't say don't use Spirit. I would say make sure that if you're using Spirit, there are multiple flights available and there are other ways to kind of work it through. My situation was terrible because they didn't offer a flight every day and it was only one flight a day or two flights a day and they were full. So just look at capacity before you pull the trigger. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. So thank you guys for joining for this quick conversation about Spirit, because I think it's really important for people to understand. And that's about it for this episode. So until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.